Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Friday evening. One week till Christmas. I cannot believe how fast this has come up. It is absolutely insane. Guys, we got a great show for you tonight. Fucking awesome show. I'm very excited. Uh, but let's start off with some sponsors. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great getting high on the ideas of Liberty Ron Paul shirt that you see me wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you can join the uh, Patreon subscribe star or become a member of this here YouTube channel under all my videos by hitting the join link where you can get into a private Discord server and get all of Top Lops's new gear up to two weeks early uh, at a 30% discount. So really great stuff. Or you guys can go and check out Top Lops's Patreon as well and get all kinds of cool uh, swag that over there. Just look up Top Lobster on Patreon. You won't be disappointed. I promise you guys. And of course, executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you own a business, go check them out. As soon as the show's over, go do it. After you become a member of the YouTube channel and come hang out with us in the After Hours chat. Uh, guys, you know I like to do cool panels on the show. I like to get a bunch of people together uh, and talk about different things. We talk about the culture war on the show a lot. Uh, so all these guys are doing things culturally uh, to try and push the Overton window, uh, whether it's through politics, art, uh, podcasting or religion, if you can believe it. Uh, I decided that these guys would all be really great. I want to start off with my first uh, longtime good friend, a uh, couple time candidate, I think for Senate, uh, maybe Congress once. Uh, he runs a show, O'Donnell for New Hampshire. He is Mr. Justin O'Donnell, sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm great, Josh. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. You ran for Senate. What else have you run for? Congress, Senate, right? Congress, yeah. LNC, all sorts of stupid shit. Well, you were on, the, for you were on the LNC. I mean, I, that my first term, yeah. I served with you, buddy. Yeah, there was four years of my life I'll never get back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm I'm in my fourth year now, man. It's fucking wrong. And, uh, and I'm trying to put myself through it again for two more uh, years, so if you can believe that. Uh, but let's, let's move on. Uh, we got, of course, my homie, my good friend, my partner on Break the Cycle, the hand of God. Mr. Artist, Top Lobster, sir, how you doing? Doing doing well, doing well, Josh. It's good to be back with you again here on Break the Cycle. Course, Hello, man. Justin. What's up, man? How you doing? How's it going, Top? <laughs> and everybody's favorite wigger, the host of Liberty Lockdown, Mr. Clint, sir, how you doing? What's up, Josh? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, uh, coming in a little conveniently late representing my people yeah yeah doing the man. color people thing cool, you know we had to, we'd had to have some darkness on the show we couldn't we couldn't do it without you man it was very that's important. right that's right top top keeps pretending like he's got some fucking latin, latin flavor in him or some shit <laughs> yeah we're just not that guy when the sentence comes around i write white <laughs> i don't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> and last but not least my good friend one of the executive producers of my show and the host of biblical anarchy mr jacob daniel sir how are you doing great so so top if you're the hand of god does that mean that you're the the also the angel of death that passes over all the homes of the unvaccinated and kills the, kills the firstborn that's right i'm also the guy who draws the paint above the door so they can pass over that door also jesus <laughs> shit just nice. got fucking really weird you always yeah, see man. you listen <laughs> listen we invite we invite the religious guy and and shit gets weird man no i'm as you guys know i'm religious i'm sure other people are religious on the show as well but my friend uh my friend jacob daniel is is uh you like work at the church and shit don't you 
Um, yeah, I'm pretty active uh, in, in both my church and uh, a couple other local churches. So I you yeah, play I bass for the full. band. Just just admit it. I can tell you. Uh, play no, bass no, no. I play guitar. I'm not some shitty bass player. No <laughs> hey, one. Hey, no one, no, one, no one cares about the bass player. Fuck, dude. Why are you breaking <laughs> Hold my on. heart, man? Hold on. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. You play a tailor. You play a tailor like a 300 model. No. Oh damn! So you're not even that good. All right, never mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, dude. He's like it's no. He's, he's like no, motherfucker. I play a Paul Reed Smith. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> I actually no do way. have a Paul Reed Smith. See, I knew it. I knew oh. it, dude. I knew it. A man I, of culture. A man of a man of culture, and a man that makes a a pretty penny here and there because those are not cheap guitars, man. Yeah. Fuck John Mayer just went with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I play the bass, so. You know, that's that's thanks for uh, coming on my okay, show. It's and always nagging you, me. You know, I mean, the uh, the bass player is always like the uh, the eye candy, right? So, I mean, you you do all right, I guess. I mean, Jesus fuck, the, bass, dude. the bass player is the guitar player, but he can't handle the rest of the strings. So either like, either the drummer or the bassist is always fat. That's how it works. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm all right being the Clint's, fat guy. Clint's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about right now. <laughs> Literally, don't know anything about religion or. Uh... Or bands. He's a rapper. Okay, so. He's a rapper. Okay. <laughs> so he knows nothing about music. He knows a lot about Lip Biscuit for it's, sure. That's his I thing. thought it was a rapist. Uh, <laughs> I, I might know the least about religion. I think I might be the token actual degenerate here. Yeah, you are. The, you not only are you token, you're definitely token, and you're definitely the the degenerate on the show tonight. No doubt about it. I think Clint Clint goes a little degeneracy every once in a while, right, Clint? Every Monday. <laughs> well, that's that's why I yeah. was late. I mean, I had to do a bunch of Hail Marys and douse myself in holy water before I could could even like come in here without bursting into flames. <clears throat> oh, God, God these religious jokes are going to get really tired. Um, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. I yeah, I do a little degeneracy. Yeah, yeah, I do. yeah. Well, yeah, I used but to. I honestly, I, used to. Th I think I think people think I'm probably way more of a degenerate than I actually am. Sure. Which is funny, just because I'm not religious, but like I don't. I've never done like any drugs other than a couple hallucinogens when I was in college. Um, I only drink uh, like on occasion. I'm I in only, a monogamous I relationship every night. Like, I'm pretty hallucinogens like twice this week. Yeah, Justin, like... Justin, Justin carries a box around of fucking psychedelics, dude. Everywhere he goes. Yeah, Justin, you never know. He's the you kind of guy that, that goes to Pork Fest barefoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah this out. this motherfucker will show up to your party with like a tackle box. It's like a like a fishing tackle box, <laughs> yeah, and it just open it up and be like, "What do you want? What do you want?" Yeah, he's got it all, dude. It's crazy. It's fun. I, I did it. I've done every drug, but now I'm a good I'm a good family man, you know. And and so is Top, and so is Jacob. So I'm um, not a family man, but I'm still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, I'm pretty good. you worked your ass off to get to where you're at now, too, right? Well, yeah, but that's that's that has nothing to do with my degeneracy level. I'm just saying, like, I think people think because I was single for the first time in a long time over like the first year that I kind of came to prominence, sure. everyone's like, "Oh, this dude's a fucking scumbag. He's just hopping from <laughs> girl to girl." I'm like, "Yo, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, single. I'm a single I, man. Like, what, what are you that's talking not, about? That's not that's not why we think you're a scumbag. I, <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's a fair point. I married my high school sweetheart, so I have no idea. Like, I live vicariously a little bit through all of my like non-married adult friends because I'm just like, I don't even know what that world is like as yeah. far as like like adult dating and shit. Yeah, it sucks, dude. Trust me, it's fucked up. I there's, I did the I internet. Of, I, I found a, a lot of more sex. 
There's yeah. a lot more sex. Yeah, it is a lot more sex for sure. But I well no, no I'm still doing pretty I'm doing pretty good now. We're we're two Josh years. Josh has seven yeah. kids. I have four kids. I mean, I think I think we're getting uh, you <laughs> that know. That just means we don't wrap it, it up, buddy. That's it, all. It just well, it just works. means that we we get the the benefits of the sex without all the STDs. So, that's, I mean, yeah, but that's true. Clint's got a sports car instead of a minivan. Yeah, that's true. I'm driving a Dodge Caravan. Dog. Listen, listen, man. These these new SUVs, man. They got turbos in them. I mean, they got these huge ass tires. I mean. You know, you can get spinners on the rims. I mean, they're, uh, you know. No, dude, I, listen, <laughs> we, we got we had to buy a minivan when we got all the kids, you know, and we got a Dodge Caravan, but it's the GT model, dude. I, I made sure it was a GT model. It's got black leather interior with the red stitching, and everything opens with the fob. You can auto start the car you in have, the morning. You have so many kids, I thought you were friends with Top so that he could just drive you around his truck. I don't know how else you do it. <laughs> Jesus. times is hard man <laughs> it, it is hard man it is pretty hard so so let's let's uh let's address the elephant in the room national school shooting day you guys hear about this shit tiktok must be stopped dude what the so fuck? somebody hey. so there's been these tiktok challenges recently like do oh, stupid shit. shit at school pull the fire alarm do all this shit well today was through tiktok shoot up your school, up your school day dude if you can fucking wow. believe that so what? As somebody with a couple kids, a couple of our kids are in public school. You guys know that. Uh, we got an email and phone calls, and they're like, listen, this is what's going on. We have law enforcement, and all this shit's going to be at school all day, and da 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 But this is like a national thing. I mean, is TikTok ruining people completely? Is it destroying everybody? No, I mean, well, I, I downloaded TikTok for the first time like a month and a half ago because I also run the Free State Project's YouTube channel, and true. I was bored and somebody sent me a video i'm like this would be great content where'd you get it they're like tiktok i'm like fuck i gotta download tiktok now <laughs> and so i just downloaded tiktok to steal content from tiktok for the free state project's youtube i've been banned seven times already just for comments that i've made but it sucks up your entire day like i'll open tiktok at, like sitting on the couch at night and next thing you know, i'm like oh shit it's two in the morning yeah, yeah, it's wild. I, I do t I do TikTok. If you guys don't know, I have a TikTok at Break the Cycle JS, and you can check out my TikTok. It's a lot of. I did a lot of recently family shit. Obviously, uh, I used to make funnies on there, but it's a it's a fucking uh, man. It it really is just kind of like a cesspool. Really, Clint, Clint, you're on TikTok, right? No. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am a middle aged man, and if I were on there, it would be for pedophilia reasons i think so. <laughs> <laughs> fucking god damn clint yeah Sorry, i'm just trying to get your channel nuked brother uh no i'm not on tiktok because i don't know the latest dance moves that's the truth clint's clint's in here trying to get my channel nuked because i, I have more followers than him still on on youtube you don't i did, just passed did you pass me on youtube i did no 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 way i don't look it up it. brother I look it up i can't i got 10 this. more than you big dog 10 more seriously are you serious yeah Holy shit! I, I even I even messaged about it last night in the group chat, but you're such a, oh yeah dude. such a doting father. You didn't even notice my oh you uh, my did pass talking. me up, dude. Holy shit! <laughs> How did you do that? Did you say this motherfucker started paying for for subscribers? Dude? <laughs> no, I did not. I went on I went on part of the problem and I fucking shook yeah. up the world. That's yeah, all that's pretty good. He, he Dave's had me on twice, but he he like he likes you and Clint or you and Reed better than he likes me. I think. Well, did you fuck him? No, I've never, yeah. I've never slept with Dave. Thankfully, that's your, that's your problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to start there, brother. And... Did you at least spoon him? <laughs> no, I've, I've actually, you know. So here's the, this might, this might be part of it. I've actually never met Dave in person. Oh wow! Yeah, he's well, like the problem. He's like the one person that I like. I, you know, that I, I cherish. That's like a big name that I haven't met 
in public. I you mean, can't, I mean, you can't expect your phone sex to compete with my real. It's sex true. Ever. It's true. Weirdly enough, Josh and Dave are like the only two people in the past year that I've offered LSD to to turn it down. That's true. I did turn it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was in Boston. I was already really drunk. I was pretty drunk. Dude. I had had a lot. You gotta of respect someone that just admits felonies on air. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Justin doesn't care. Hey, if I admit everything I do, they can't cancel me for it later. <laughs> top, top. How, how's your how's your uh how's your tiktok coming along buddy i don't do tiktok i don't look at it but i will say i i look at the, the shit on facebook which is tiktok <clears throat> it's a i don't know if you see it sometimes there's a video and it's like three seconds and i'll watch it and like damn and the next one and the next one and the next and they know exactly what i like like they'll show me like woodworking videos and then somebody getting murdered or something it's poisonous man because you could you could waste 30 minutes and it seems like two seconds so I got that, I yeah. got TikTok in the first month or two that it was available, and I remember just be marveling at the algo. Like I couldn't believe how they just consistently delivered me things I was interested in. But yeah. then after the first week or so, and I realized I had sacrificed like ten hours of my life to watching videos <laughs> that were just mildly amusing for no fucking value <laughs> beyond that. And then I found out about the fact that they were basically a you know an op- a Chinese spy operation. I was like, all right. I'm good. I, I'll go back to you know giving because, my information to the NSA, not to the CCP. Well, they, yeah, and, yeah. And we, they, we, oh, go ahead, Jacob. Go ahead. No, you. Uh, go. I was just gonna make a joke. Like we, we, we only like our information to be stolen by America because we're proud Americans. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you're gonna steal my, if you're gonna steal my shit, it, you better be American, buddy. Yeah. Uh, no. Which is it, so like totally destroyed Vine, right? Because like Vine was no Vine. No, it just, Vine went out of business Vine. long before. It's just Vine with a new skin. Right, but mm. it's not just Vine. There's, it's a there's Vine a, got quite a bit different. Vine got bought by Facebook, and Facebook. Oh, just that's right. Created, Face, Facebook's the one. That Facebook just it. took Vine and yep. made it a feature of Instagram. That's right. And then killed it. That's right. That's true. That's true. Oh, so, wow. for you guys that don't know, I was, uh, I was getting lightweight famous on Vine. No <laughs> joke. Really, truly, I was, and uh, I had a ton, so many fucking followers there. And uh, I, I, I woke up one morning and my Vine was fucking gone. It was all gone. All my content, everything was gone, dude. And I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" And uh, that was the end of Vine for me. But I, I was, I, I made a, I had like these girlfriend. I had a girlfriend at the time, and it, I was making these girlfriend uh, vines, and they started like taking off, bro. I started getting all kinds of followers on there. It was pretty cool, man. And you could get paid on Vine. You can't get paid on t- on TikTok. You can. They do. Like if if you get a TikTok that goes like super viral, and like you're in like one of the top percentage of viewers, they just start writing checks. They got like a TikTok creators fund. Really? Because they didn't. They cover. didn't. They didn't for a long time. You used to have to get sponsors. To, you to have get to like average like over forty million views a month. Oh dude. Jesus, fuck, dude! Well, I'm racing Clint to that. Then let's go, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first to show butthole. I I was almost. You know what sucks is Clint and I were really close uh, to follow uh, in the same amount of followers on Twitter, and then he kind of took off and got like four or five thousand more than me. And then, yeah. and then, and then you got nuked. yeah. And then Twitter took my account. And well, here's the, here's uh, now the he's key, passed yeah. me up on YouTube, so I'm getting a little worried. You know what I mean? I don't know how I'm the only one who hasn't gotten nuked on Twitter ever. I haven't like, either. ever, ever. I've never gotten nuked on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know how Clint like, is hasn't either. That doesn't make a lot of sense. He said some pretty gnarly shit on there. Oh uh, well, maybe we could dial up my FBI agent and ask him why he's treating <laughs> me nicely. I don't know either. I don't know either. Honestly, like uh, they, I, I definitely, I well, in fairness, I do, I do have a very creative way of saying what I believe in a very aggressive way, but doing it in a way that I know is probably safe. Um, Whereas the more based impulsive 
ones, <coughs> Reed, <coughs> Jose, <coughs> Cole, <coughs> everybody else. Uh, yeah, y'all get y'all get nuked because you're fucking maniacs, and I respect yeah. it. But I mean, it. Like I got nuked for saying the someone... word death, bro. No, but the, well, the problem yeah, is, but you the, said you know, it to the implication was that you were telling them that you wanted them to die. So. Yeah, well, you can't target harassment. You cannot. If you can, you can say it generally, which that's what Clint does all the time. He's just saying things generally, right? And they just kind of just float. I made an active attempt to get nuked because I wanted to see where the line was on this weird day in January last year uh, or, or earlier this year when people were getting nuked left and right, like the president. I'm like, what did he get nuked for? And I saw the video and it's Donald Trump basically saying, everybody be peaceful, go home, nuked for harassment and inciting violence. I'm like, what the fuck? And so I took to Twitter and deliberately tried to incite violence all day. And <laughs> never got never got nuked never got justin's suspended. the fed dude that's what's going on here. <laughs> people were responding to me like you're on fire i'd quote tweet it unfortunately the capital isn't you should do something about that <laughs> you you openly praised um uh uh fuck timothy mcveigh, yeah, timothy McVeigh on twitter and didn't get nuked dude yeah dude and over a thousand people in my replies to that tweet tagged the oklahoma city fbi field office of course they did dude and they probably were reporting the shit out of your page i mean yeah it's incredible that you haven't been nuked i don't get it i i literally i made a i made a comment that simply said death and that was it i was gone reed just threatened clint's demon spawn (laughs) yeah (laughs) It, well, I mean, it wasn't just, it was Reed and Eyes. It was yeah. a child. So, I mean, yeah, you should be allowed to beat your kids, obviously. So, uh, speaking of cultural <laughs> debates, uh, no, I, uh, I, I'll i give you two two tricks to not get nuked. One, anytime someone, you see someone talking about reporting, immediately block them. Bang. So, like, even if they're an ally of ours, if they talk about reporting, block them. Because I, I never report anybody for anything, just block them right away. And then second... I have an app thing, a subscription thing. I paid 10 or 15 bucks. Every single one of my delete, uh, my tweets after seven days gets deleted. So wow. if anyone ever wants to come after me, they're going to have to find something within a week time span to re- you know, report me for because all of my old shit is gone. Are you so, serious? Dead serious. Yeah. So wait, Clint, wow. see, now, can you explain to the, the viewers and the rest of us plebs? Like some of us can't do 10, $15 a month. How did you get this kind of money? What did you do before? <laughs> Uh, for the record, it's it's only fifteen dollars single time purchase, and it works forever. So, uh, if it was monthly, you're right, I couldn't afford it. I'm not on this podcast. If you right could, now. if you could see my DMs to Josh every time he's like he's talking to one of these fucking losers, I'm like, yo, yeah. just block him. And he's like, no, bro, it's gonna be different this time. I'm gonna tell him. And it's like, suspended, listen, suspended. listen, Josh and I both have a glutton for punishment. We yeah. cannot help ourselves. Yeah. Like we get caught into these endless fights with with these dumb losers and yeah each time it's just like oh, this time it'll be different yeah here, here i got another i got a little ace arcist in me just a little bit dude yeah no i mean we all do but th- this is the key like there's that scumbag unironic anarchist or whatever his name is uh i i wanted to you know tell him to do all sorts of terrible things to himself but instead i sat back and i thought for a good 45 seconds when you when you're tweeting that's a long time to think and i was like what does this guy look like and he re- and he reminds me of smeagol because he's this like <laughs> pathetic dude who's never seen the sun that looks like he protects treasure underneath the troll or underneath the bridge but he's he's so morbidly obese that i was like oh I'm going to call him fucking mukbang smeagol so mukbang <laughs> the the youtube genre where people just eat yeah violently but he's also <laughs> smeagol because he looks like he's never had sex and or see the sun so i combined those two things and i was like mukbang smeagol perfect and you know what 
I'm, I can't possibly get suspended for it, even though I'm talking about his weight, which probably could have got me suspended. But I came up with it creatively. And now he has to think about himself being labeled. I think that comment has like a hundred likes on it already, too. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Isn't, good. It, isn't it just like, like, you know, I used to be uh, a lot more optimistic and like thinking, you know, if we just put forth the best arguments that we can bring everyone to our side. But like the more I look at this culture, I'm just like, you know, guys like Clint, guys like uh, Josh, you know, like we're putting out content where we're talking about philosophy and politics and going deep into things that matter and you know we got some followers and stuff yeah and i got people to... like mukbangers who are literally just shoving as much food into their mouths as they possibly can in the yeah. most disgusting way possible with like the the mic gain turned up to like a, you know a thousand so like you hear every last like sound in their mouth and throat and they have millions upon millions of followers and and they they make a living just getting fat like our culture is like you it's know fucked. i'm the religious person here yeah. but yeah it's fucked. oh it's yeah it's, like, it's asmr know, it for really fucked it's asmr for people that are in love with buffets it's fuck, <laughs> it's fucking bizarre i don't understand understand the genre whatsoever it's like but but i will say this it is hysterical that that very attractive young homosexual man became like this morbidly obese savage that has know, like, yeah. that one's sad, like five dude, yeah. five that million one's really followers or whatever it's like damn dog like just to keep the the views going you're gonna like literally die young. Yeah, he's already like, been wow. in the hospital like three or four times for for of heart he has. issues and wow. kidney issues. Dude, and shit. He looks like he's got 48 months max before he drops dead. <laughs> like, so I'm I'm not gonna lie. When my when my wife was pregnant, I was like, we 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 saw the ASMR stuff. That was the first time I saw it with when she's pregnant with my daughter a few years ago, and I was like, you need to take your shoes off and start stomping some pickles because there's a really niche <laughs> avenue for like pregnant feet stuff ASMR. And I was like, we have we got a good microphone. Like you could never never go back to work again. Yeah, and, no shit. Yeah, man. for there, real. There's a there's a niche audience for the dumbest shit in the fucking world. There's a Twitch streamer Ludwig who made like a million and a half dollars in thirty days just from subs on his Twitch account. Jeez. And all he did was have the camera watching him sleep for a month. Man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. I I've been thinking about doing video game streams, dude. I, I think I'm gonna start doing them soon because some of these fucking video game streamers, man, they they make. They make ton money, dude. Like a ton. Fucking. They got fourteen-year-old kids out here making a million dollars a year on on Twitch. See, dude. The thing, the thing with all of these niche uh, streaming products or just niche whatever on the internet, you you are. It's still like being. I mean, it obviously doesn't require nearly as much talent. It requires ingenuity and and some luck. But it still is going to be like the point oh oh one percent that become any sort of financial windfall from doing this shit. So right. you, I mean. I'm not all more power to you. Anyone that wants to try same with the podcast game. Like, like basically you have to be extraordinarily good and lucky and, you know, hit the right vein all, all at the same time. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I was just thinking, so, I, I've oh, been thinking about it like this, like, like if I, if you do something that's really popular, right. And this is how we, you know, we, we're, we're talking about culture. I know we're talking about a bunch of other things, but influencing culture is really, really important if we want to win. Right. And so like, if I could do these video game streams and get a ton of fucking normie followers and then just start kind of opening the door, you know what I mean? While I'm playing these video games, that would be a cool thing to do, man. You know what I mean? More more people should try that, for real. Sorry, Phil, Phil does it. Troy, Troy Paisano just said if, if we could crowd, <laughs> crowdfund a cup for Jacob. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, let's see. Biggest cup of water I've ever seen. Uh, Libertarian. <laughs> what's up, uh, uh Tyler Yankee, thanks, man. Uh, Libertary Podcast Review. Everyone go follow his show for sure. He said, did someone say Nietzsche? Happy Friday, y'all. 
Uh, let's see. He said I was scary. He said you were scary. Yeah, on his episode today, he reviewed uh, Daniel Brady, uh, David Brady's new show, and I was his first guest. And he's like, I don't know how Justin didn't terrify this kid. He was scary. And then he pulled up a clip of me talking about how the nap is a useless philosophy that nobody understands and violence isn't all that bad oh yeah yeah i go back and forth <laughs> on the nap dude i know i know that it's a you know it's an important tenet of what we what we ascribe to but it's just it's been used as like this club to beat us all over the head with over and over and over again and, it, and at this point it's like you know anytime someone is aggressing upon me or my friends or my my community uh, people automatically go, "Hey, man, the nap. You can't, you can't, you can't, you know, retaliate because of the nap." I'm like, "Motherfucker, the nap is out the window, dude." Right at this point, like these people have been aggressing against us for for generations. When did, when did the nap become pacifism? Like, I don't get this. Like, the nap has always uh, allowed for self defense. Like, yeah, you were allowed to use retaliatory, defensive aggression and violence. Right. Right. Aggression and violence are not the problem. And really, this might be because the non-aggression principle is badly named. Like, it's really not about, like, non-aggression. It's about the opposition to the initiation, the first use of force. Uh, that's what we oppose. You know, you shouldn't initiate violence against peaceful people. But if people are initiating violence against you, you are allowed to, you know, do what you have to do to get back to the state that you were before you were aggressed against. Is like, the government instance, is the government uh, aggressing on us? Have they have they attacked us? Is that what's going on here? The, the, of course. The, 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 yeah, I mean, the government is our friends, obviously. <laughs> so this gets into my argument about why Timothy McVeigh did nothing wrong. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Demonetize this video right now, dude. <laughs> I think That's I think so the issue accurate. the issue with the nap or even discussing it here or anywhere is that the people who are our enemies or mo I mean most of our enemies are even libertarians so they know they know that we would abide by it so even discussing it, it it's just telling them like you can go this far and it's like the dumbest shit in the world to tell your enemies you can go this far I, I brought it up on Reed's show the other day when when Pete said the thing about the New Hampshire uh, when they stole New Hampshire and 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 Kenyonis said uh. Go there, take it back with guns. Yeah, so they were and, so scared of him, and they were like, "Oh my God!" He said, "Take it back with guns," and it's like, "Well, don't say that you're not going to, but you don't have to say that you're going to either." But right, it's implied. Like maybe, like that's yeah. that's up to you. If you're gonna, are you gonna make me take this shit back with guns? Because maybe. If, but here's if I tell the thing. you I won't, then I don't. I don't care about the LP enough to ever risk, uh, you know, going to prison, <laughs> taking over. So like, so like. I, well, well, I think that that was a level of aggression that deserved violent response. Personally, that's how I view it. However, uh, I'd have to care in order right. for it to be right. worth me risking anything. Right. So, uh, well, well, the well, crazy part about it is like their excuse for taking over the party and kicking everyone out was violent threats made against them. Right. And then when Karen Ann Harless asked for the evidence of violent threats, the only evidence they had was a screenshot of Pete's tweet after the fact. Yeah, it was all Pete. Pete's the whole reason they took the party over, and Pete doesn't even live in New Hampshire or or is, a, is even a member of the, the party. Uh, TJ yeah. Fitzsimmons, thanks for the $10 super chat, man. He said, ah, the old Rothbard end around, classic. Yes. Yeah. Clint, think think about it like this. It's like uh, something that you care. Like if somebody took your N word pass, they just took it from you, and then you had to get oh. it back. Yeah, exactly. You do whatever you can, right? There's there's nothing I wouldn't do to get that back. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's it's the same thing. Violent. That's like, violent means, dude, for sure. So, Holocaust so, I mean, 2.0. If you fucking come from my oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So 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 here's here's where I'm gonna put my uh, my, my Christian hat on. Second, uh, I do think obviously defense is always warranted. Okay, if someone takes your shit. 
violence is uh, something you have a right to use to reclaim property that's stolen from you or to preserve your life for the for people around you, your loved ones, friends, etc. Um, there is something to what I think, even if you're going to take the religious part out of it, okay, let's just look at uh, the Bible as a set of stories just for the sake of argument, because I know not everyone here is religious. Uh, there's wisdom in the teachings of Jesus, such as the call to turn the other cheek, because sometimes uh, letting your enemy strike first, um, th th there are different examples we can see where that works to our advantage. Um, I think that the whole like, New Hampshire situation is sort of an example of that, where like we set ourselves up to get you know, fucked in a way. But when we did that, we exposed our enemies for what they are. Um, or think about like karate, for example. Like I'm a big fan of like the Karate Kid movies and like the Cobra Kai series Fucking on Netflix. Of course, is really you good. Are, yeah, <laughs> Cobra Kai um, is an incredible series. Yeah, it really um, is. But, yeah. but think, think about um, Cobra Kai know, did the, nothing wrong. They were the heroes. Oh God! In my uh, the, think yeah. about the style though of like Daniel Larusso's uh, karate. Like he always lets his enemy strike first and lets you know you let them set the, set the pace and then you look for their weaknesses and you retaliate. So, you know, I'm not saying that's universal that you should always just turn the other cheek, but uh, I don't know. You got to take each situation um, for for what it is and you kind of make a. Uh, you know, a value judgment there as to what you're, the best course of action is. You're bringing up the Bible when you ought to be bringing up Sun Tzu and the art of war. I mean, that's that's what this is basically, in my view. I think I think this is really like it's warfare, and it doesn't have to be violent warfare, but the the rules still apply. Like if you're trying to take over a political party and you have a really embedded, deeply corrupt uh, organization which currently runs it, then it it can sometimes require proactive corrupt dirty dealing underhanded shit to to take over and and i'm not that type like i don't even have that in me because i don't well maybe i would if i thought that it would actually make a difference but as long as the lp is as toothless as it is i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna like break my moral character to go and take over the lp well, like, I think so, the other... so that's exactly it that's exactly it. the lp isn't worth it but take the LP out of the equation, and what we're really fighting is the state. What we're really fighting is the apparatus of oppression that the government has created with a monopoly on violence. And if you stick yourself to only playing defense, you're playing on your back foot. You're always backing up. You're never proactively increasing the rate of you seeing liberty and you enjoying liberty. You're always watching it slowly be taken and trying to act reactively to try and keep what you have left rather than seizing what's already been taken from you. Well, I don't think you always have to play defense, but sometimes it's okay to let your enemy strike first and then to retaliate based upon what they're doing. I so think, just you're totally right. course, I think so, we I should mean, immediately shove our enemies into lockers without remorse and uh, <laughs> and not take any shit whatsoever. I'm, I'm so done with these fucking people, man. I mean, like, I, I get it. I just, I, I really agree with the way Dave put it, and I forget what episode, uh, I don't know, I, there was some conversation Dave Smith did in the past couple months where this was kind of a conversation that he was having, and he said the problem is um, when we're talking about, like, do the ends justify the means, which is kind of what we're getting at here. Like, should we use means that we would normally be against and oppose in order to get to a place where, like, you know, where we think it's more libertarian or, or what have you? The problem is, uh, the way Dave put it is brilliant, means become ends. And, and, and that's something we have to be cognizant of. Now, I do think there's a lot of people that uh, don't, to me, it's just that people don't understand libertarian philosophy. And they're just so cucked that they're just like, oh, we can't do anything except preach the nap and, you know, like complain when people are mean to us. Like, no, I'm not saying we should be weak. And a lot of people um, classify Christians as, as like pacifists. And I do kind of lean pacifist. But the problem is the root of the word pacifist is not to be passive. 
I am not saying we should be passive. Rather, the root of the word pacifist is to pacify, which means that you it, it, it is active. There are ways you can pacify your enemy and defeat your enemy without necessarily having to use force. Doesn't mean that Perfect. force can't be warranted, but sometimes it's about what is the strategy that's going to uh, uh, bring you to a long-lasting victory rather than like a short-term one. Well, perfect example is what Dave did with the unity movement by aligning himself with Reed and myself and a couple other folks is that it because we opened our our arms to our enemies and they and they slapped our our arms away and they said we don't want the embrace we want we want war well then now they can't say that we're the people that are trying to alienate exactly. them you know yeah. and and I think that's exactly what you're talking about is like did we actually want to work with them eh. Probably not, but you know, Dave was willing to to offer an olive branch, and if they fucking light it on fire, well, then we know we know where we actually stand now, and you guys can't pretend that we're the alienating force that's coming in here to fuck shit up. And, and what I see in a lot of different uh, areas in the country, including my own state, is that the, the the people in the middle have broken hard for supporting the Mises Caucus because, like, they're just like, oh wow, like. Uh, we had some disagreements with you guys before, but uh, we're definitely not about this fucked up shit that these people are doing. Um, and so a lot of people have just come to our side because they're just like they realize that uh, we actually do have the moral high ground and also that uh, like we're going to win. So, I mean, it, it, I think uh, at one point I was the most vocal critic of the Mises. Conference. Oh, no doubt, dude. It's still like, it's it, still weird to me that you hang out with the MC now, bro. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it is crazy because like a lot of my problem it wasn't with like the ideas of the caucus it wasn't with the platform it was just the way heist went about things just yeah. turned me off and pissed me off a lot and like what i saw is senseless and needless attacks at nick sarwark because working with him i will never say he's not competent i'll never say he's not smart and during his second term as chair he was the best chair the party's ever had his third term he's the second worst only to joe bishop henchman what <laughs> Bro, he's a what, fucking federal agent, period. What changed my mind on Nick Sarwark? And, and like, I had a great working relationship with him when I lived in Manchester, New Hampshire, and he lived in Phoenix, Arizona. But when that motherfucker moved in literally two doors down from me yeah. and started destroying our local social group yeah. and started pissing everyone off. And the free state project welcomes everyone. If you show up and say, I'm a libertarian, it's like, we're going to find you a friend group. We're going to make sure you know, everybody, your kids are going to get integrated. They're the only ones in the six years I've been here that I've seen the entire libertarian community say, no, fuck those people. Wow. Yeah. Good. It's crazy. And that makes, that's the highest accolades and praise I've ever heard for the new, New Hampshire uh, free state project. Cause <laughs> any, any community that I want to join would definitely not welcome Nick Sarwak. Yeah. So that's perfect. So is he not I, allowed? Is he not allowed the quill or what? He hasn't shown his face at the quill in over a year. I was shocked to see him at Porkfest this year. Well, he was yeah, walking he, around with sunglasses, taking video. I mean, that's all he was doing. Yeah, and hiding in the back of people's speeches, like and stuff, <laughs> just like weird, just, just so creepy. Uh, by the way, my my wife and I are seriously thinking about New Hampshire, man. It's uh, it's it's becoming more and more enticing. It is. I'd already yeah. be there if it wasn't for the ties we have in Iowa. I'd already, we'd already be there for sure. Well, Sam, I, I have some ties here, especially like right now with the shit going on with my dad and yeah. and just like my work and stuff. But how is like, your dad doing? Is two years better? from now, um, he's doing better. I mean, it's, there's a lot of drama. I don't want to get into it, but you know, health wise, he's he's getting better. You yeah. know, he's he's out of the hospital. He'll be home soon. He's got like a few months ahead of him of like rehab to get. His back dad in got shape. the got the coup for real bad. 
real, real. Yeah. Bad. And by the way, last week I had the uh, the transformer cold, as I've been calling it. <laughs> oh, the om- <laughs> uh, uh, the Omnomicron. Yeah, the the, the Megatron Omnicron. virus. It's yeah. the, I call it the Nec- Necronomicon. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell my voice is still a little crackly from it, yeah. but it was it was exactly like when I had it, like the the the, the base uh, COVID back in like twenty twenty, like in September. Uh, but it was like quicker. It was like it was like it was like COVID light. It was like a uh, quarter of the time, the same symptoms, but not as severe. Um, you know, because the first time it was rough. Like when I had it, I have asthma. Yeah. Triggered my asthma really bad. Um, I was like down for the count for like two weeks, and I didn't have like any taste or smell for for a few months after that. And you're unvaccinated, so yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Because did, did you guys see the Peter McCullough interview on Joe Rogan? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I thought was yeah, I thought was good. Yeah, he's like he was pretty adamant. He's like, you can't catch this twice. And I was like, I don't know. I've I've heard of people getting it twice, but I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's something to that. Like, uh, well, because it, it mutates so much. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like the regular cold. Like everyone in the in their in their life can probably think of a time where mean, they've gotten the cold more than once. I it's mean. a virus. Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> Science. But, but he could he could be right though that that the original variant you couldn't catch again. Yeah, maybe um, the original yeah. one you can't catch twice. I, I would agree with that, but it just it mutates so much. But I mean, <laughs> this is what people have been predicting for the last two years. Now you got canceled if you said that two years ago, but but now it's like starting to become mainstream. It's like, oh, this thing's gonna keep mutating and become more contagious, but and less, less deadly. deadly. Yeah. Well, right. I, I, I'm positive that I've had COVID twice. I'm sure of it. Um I, you know, I got really, 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 really sick January 2020, uh, and I was flying in and out of SFO every every weekend, every Friday, and back every Sunday. And I got so sick that like I couldn't make it up my my stairs at the house. I had to like sit down halfway up the stairs. Definitely had pneumonia. Definitely lost my sense of taste and smell. 100. percent I was sick for like a week. I got I picked it up in Georgia, hanging out with uh, with Shane Hazel and Adam Kokesh, and then uh, <clears throat> I just had it again for sure. But back in January of last year. They didn't have any tests. I didn't get tested. So I couldn't tell you for sure, but I could tell you for sure, you know what I mean, that I had COVID. And now we now we've now we know for a fact that we just had it, you know, uh, uh, about two months ago or something like that. So you know, I know that I've had it twice, but I'm thinking I probably had the original variant and then I got Delta is what I think. I, Dude, there was a was... family in my church that like back in like October, November of 2019 had a really like, like, you know, basically COVID before anyone knew it was COVID. Like I'm convinced and they're convinced that that's what they had because like they had all the same symptoms. The whole family was out of the count for like two weeks, uh, you know, lost their taste and smell, you know, really bad cough that lingered for a while. Like, I mean, I think this thing was around for a lot longer than people realized. Sure. I mean, it's, it's just crazy how much well uh, at first they said that there was you know that it didn't get here to like march or something but then uh uh, last year they came out and said you know we think that the first covid death was uh the first week in february uh in this county and that county just happened to be the county that the san francisco airport's in where five thousand people a day travel between there and china and uh and and it was the last week of January when I got sick. So I'm sure, I'm sure that's what I had. I'm sure of it. And I was flying in and out of San Francisco and I was, I was taking the BART train to the airport and it lets you off in the international terminal. So I'd have to walk all the way through the international terminal to get over to the domestic flights. And I'm walking past all the people coming in and out of China. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know that's what it was. I know it's what it was. There's no doubt. I never it. got sick. I never got sick. I don't remember getting sick. Some people around me got sick and tested negative yeah. when they were getting sick. And then like, 
in the end of the summer, I had to have a small back surgery, and I went in. They were doing blood tests beforehand. Like, oh, good news, you have COVID antibodies. You <laughs> had COVID already. I'm like, I don't fucking know when. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, I'm not a healthy different. guy. Like, you, I'm a you big were, guy. you're a big guy, and you were a, you were a heavy smoker like me. Like, I'm a heavy smoker, dude. Like, I, I quit smoking like back in March and haven't touched it since then. But like. All the research early last year said during COVID was the bad time to quit smoking because smoking kept you from getting it. Right. Well, I'm a heavy smoker. I'm a heavy fucking smoker. Fucking nose. You guys want to hear my theory about COVID? Yeah. This is a, this is so if you want to talk about culture, popular culture, something that was really popular in the mainstream vein for a while was the walking dead. And uh, I'm a big comic nerd. So uh, the premise of the walking dead is not uh, necessarily zombies being zombies. It's uh there is a virus, and the show, the TV show season one alluded that it came from the CDC. There's a virus that was released, and <clears throat> people uh, don't, they don't turn into zombies because they're bitten by zombies. They turn into zombies when they die, which means the virus is out there, and everyone has it lying dormant. And when they die, then they reanimate. Or if they're bitten, then, then uh, you know, the zombie bite kills them, and they reanimate as a zombie because of that. So I'm like, I have a feeling that COVID is just out there all of us have it dormant and when your immune system is just too low for whatever reason you just you just get sick because there's there's no rhyme or reason why some people get it they're not in contact with with other people and they just get cold i think it's out there man i'm gonna take it it a different way and say that uh that the virus is not the virus at all but the virus is actually the the indoctrination and the basically the cowing of the human spirit that we've experienced over the past you know 100 years or so Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. And and like the vi- COVID was the catalyst that allowed the virus to actually show itself. And, this, and, and what we actually saw was a bunch of cowardly people that are willing to imprison their fellow men if they don't abide by some arbitrary dictates. And I think that that... that aspect of the culture i mean while it's important that we understood that it existed it was heartbreaking and and very very challenging for me to to witness because i i genuinely believed and perhaps i was naive but i i really thought that this this country was far more freedom loving and and far more i don't know just like un, unable i guess i guess I, after 9 11 i should have known but I, I just think when it came when it came to like turning the war on terror inward I thought inward. Uh, oops! Shout out Tower Gang. Um, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought that it would be harder for people to accept, you know, turning the terror, uh, the war on terror inward, and 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 I was wrong. You know, people are more than willing. Well, now yeah. now we all have to worry about this this om- Omnicon shit because because New York's already go. Look, New York just uh, uh, started sending out laptops. They're talking about putting all their kids back in in the house. Fucking, I mean, we're we're really looking at. A bunch of states getting ready to lock down again, dude. I mean, full yeah. scale fucking lockdowns again, dude. Let me tell California you, California got mass mandates again. Uh, no, New York, New York too. I'm I'm still out here, and I just went to BJ's today, and I haven't worn a mask in like a year and a half. 
yeah. since I like since you know everyone kind of I decided that it's not working. I had more. You're talking about no B- BJ's brew pub. No, no, I was giving BJ's on the corner. Yeah, and, that's uh, what I. That's what was more happened. more likely. That's what I thought. How do you so. think I make money, bro? All right, all right, but, cool, man. Well, it's not from here. I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was I, I was at BJ's and uh, they have a cop in the front and I walked in and he had a box of masks. So he like handed out and I was like, I'm just gonna you know not to be rude. So I take one. I said thank you and I keep walking. And as I'm walking, the guy's like, bro, yo, bro, yo, bro. And I, I, I'm like, my wife is like, I think someone's calling you. I'm like, no, no, I know. let's keep walking. <laughs> and the guy, like, he, like, ran. He ran up to me like, hey, hey, you got to wear the mask in here. And I was like, oh, like, I, I don't wear it anywhere. And no one has said anything to me, like, ever. Right. Maybe it's my demeanor. But he's like, you got to wear it. And I was like, oh, well, why? And he's like, well, there's a mandate. And I was like, oh, it's a law? He said, well, it's not a law. And I was like huh he said but but it came from the governor and i was like oh the fake governor yeah and he goes huh yeah well you know even <laughs> if you have a booster and you're vaccinated you can't you can't uh not not wear it that's just the rules here so i was like all right cool so i threw it on the floor and then and i turned my carriage around and we just fucking <laughs> up. Like, so yeah no this shit is, it. it's happening again here and i was like i cannot wait i hope this place uh, fucking dude, my, my family wanted me to come home for christmas and i just told him today i was like i'm not doing it i'm not mm-hmm. doing it because because california just came back with the the statewide mask mandate and i'm like <laughs> I can't go back to that lifestyle. I'm like, I love you guys. I'll see you whenever sanity returns, if it ever does. Or you guys are welcome to come visit me in Florida, but I ain't fucking, I ain't existing right. under this nonsense anymore. Well, you, My you mom talk texted about... me like two hours ago asking if I was coming home from Christmas. I'm like, ah, it's a, it's a 45 minute drive, but you're in Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but Sorry. Justin Justin really doesn't like Massachusetts. By the way, I I, I was just in Boston. And I'm like, yeah, you guys come out to Boston. He's like, no. <laughs> well, but he did. Drive. He did. Like, he not did. far at all. Yeah. But like, yeah. Hey, you want you want to talk about being disappointed in something like Clint? You were talking about being disappointed in our culture. I've been really disappointed in Christians. And you know, it's funny, Josh. At the me beginning, too. you were asking. I'm not me, even one of them. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, yeah, I mean, J- Josh at the beginning asked if I was involved in church, and I, I kind of awkwardly answered it because I used to be, but the last year and a half has kind of changed that because too many churches, including my own, uh, basically just kissed the ring of sure. the state and just said, "We'll do whatever you ask us to do." Whatever and, happened to that Polish pastor up in Canada that like went viral at the start of the lockdown? I think he's in jail. I think he's yeah, in jail. a lot of there was a lot of guys in in Canada who whose churches were being the pastors were being arrested, churches were closed down and barricaded. Um, you know, there was some big names in America, like there was like John MacArthur and uh, James White, um, uh, um, a couple other people that 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 kept their churches open. But for the most part, um, most of them were just more concerned about their tax exemption status. Right. Uh, well, what, were, ha- uh, what happened to to know God before? Christ I, I know. Or, or and, and, I, and also, like, like what what happened to uh, we have? I have not given you a spirit of fear. And like, if there's any group of people that I would thought would have understood that living life is about more than just, oh, I'm going to try to maximize the amount of days that I have here on earth and avoid any type of risk. When like you look at the, the you know, look at the freaking gospel, like how much uh, caution did the apostles have in going out there and preaching the word of God? They did it to the point of being stoned to death. Um, or dying in jail you right. know what i mean like it's like but but we follow in their footsteps but we're going to kowtow to mandates from governors and shit that we won't even 
you know, meet together and we won't well, do church, any outreach and, and the or church, do any, it's just the church idolizes. And in fact, they sanctify or whatever they give sainthood to, to, you know, religious believers that sacrifice everything. Um, and oftentimes the, the people that killed them that well, made them a martyr was the state. Yeah. And it's like, and yet, and yet these lessons are taught in modern church, you know, teachings and, and yeah. it just doesn't seem to stick. I, when I, when I saw them arresting, uh, pastors and and people that were going to church against mandates in in different uh, red states. Even I was like, okay, we're we're I mean we're so far down the slippery slope to hell. Like, and I'm not even a religious person. I don't even believe in hell, but like I believe hell exists on earth. Yes. And 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 it's like we're we're sprinting towards it. And and as much as I'm not religious, I always relied on my religious brethren to be like, okay, like there are there are certain things that we will not abide. Because we believe in heaven and we believe in good and evil and we will do what's necessary to uplift good. And they have failed in that job. And, and I, don't, I don't know how it happened, man. It, maybe you I'll, could sh- I'll tell you how it happened. So there's going to be a little diatribe here, but cut me off when you're Hold on, hold on top to. one second before we, uh, level zero. Thanks for the $5 super chat. He said, uh, he said, quote, unquote, they're turning the war on terror into inwards. Uh, Clint, Clint, allegedly. <laughs> if, if only, if only. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Top. Oh, we got one more from uh, Ashton. What did she say? Oh, here? Ashton Birdie. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah, Ashton, please spend, <laughs> please spend all of Clint's money on Super Chats. Uh, $5 Super Chat. Uh, imagine being a proud, rowdy Boston New Yorker that never quiets their opinion until it's time to take the wang of the government. That's why I left Boston and came to New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Top, um, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I think... It's the the attitude of like uh, subservience or uh, be, just being docile, like the habitual rule followers. I, I spoke with Reed about it on his show. That was me. That was me like before I went to church. And I, I'd like to thank the church to uh, uh, for, for, for breaking me and shaking me out of that. Because within that structure, I was really deep in it. I met my wife playing music there. We basically ran the music ministry and we, I was there, I mean, seven hours a day just working within the confines of this and it, it operates similar to the government where the pastor is the president and then you have a treasurer and so forth and i mean it's 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 crazy i'm sure that jacob knows the in the ins and outs of i don't know if your church works, works that way but and out. Yeah, the n words and yeah, yeah it works like yeah. a business but uh yep. i saw that and and where i, I guess you know i was kind of like tim i was a timid kid i was quiet but I saw that and I was like, I got to speak up because a lot of the stuff that's happening here is just fucking bullshit. And if nobody says anything, it's going to continue to happen. So I spoke up and I spoke up and I spoke up one too many times. I called out the pastor for what I think was embezzling funds for a sound system, which he was. And I was promptly kicked out of the church. So I would like to thank the church for uh, being that part of the radicalization for me. And uh, where, where was I going with this? You were talking about. I was trying to figure out how the church has basically abdicated its yeah. role of fighting the state to some extent, or like being uh, yeah. that thing that stands well, slightly above the state. In terms if of I had to guess where you're going with it, yeah, yes. exactly. I think yes. that's where Top was going. Is that like they emulate it? Yeah, they they copy it. Yeah, and and it's the opposite of what Jesus taught. Jesus said, uh, "This is how you be a servant." Uh, I'm sorry. This is how you be a leader. Is to be a servant. And he exemplified, he showed, uh, this is how you be a leader. And he washed his apostles' feet. 
That mm-hmm. is what true leadership in the church is about. Yeah. It's not about lining your pockets, about having that nice, comfy home with that nice, comfy salary for all the pastors in your church and making these big buildings that do nothing except put on these stupid little uh, you know, music concerts once a week. That is not what the church is supposed to be. The church is supposed to be light and salt in the world. It's supposed to be uh, what you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me, is what Jesus said. And it's supposed to be about... Uh, you know, going out there and, you know, what does it mean to love your neighbor? It doesn't mean you just think positive feelings about them. It means you're out there doing what is good for you, your family, and your community. And and that means not being passive. And that means not, uh, you know, being cucked for the tyranny of the state because you're too concerned about your comfort. Well, if my, uh, Jesus, if my neighbors turned me if my neighbors turned me in for uh doing odd jobs for other neighbors, I'm probably going to, you know. Yeah. So garage like, I'm going to tell I'm an atheist and yeah. like people people have called me a militant atheist cuz I've had those arguments with people I'm like no you're fucking wrong. And it's not that I have a problem with people who have faith and use religion for whatever they need religion for. It's, I have a problem with organized religion because since the dawn of Christianity, religion has started to become organized and structured. And it has been one of the catalysts for most suffering in modern human history is organized religion emulating the state. Yeah. Well, I really think it started in the state, I would I, say, yes. I, I wouldn't say it started right away. It really started with Constantine. If you look at like early, early church history, they were very like anarchistically leaning. Actually, they they were very like first two, three hundred years, like if you they they condemned people who tried to hold any political position at all. And they viewed themselves as separate from from the state. Yeah. And, you know, well, like, like tough, Jesus tough. said, my kingdom is not of this world. And that was what the early church believed. And actually, this was why uh, the political reasons, I believe, why Constantine and, and the Romans adopted Christianity was because it was growing and it was it was making it hard to keep their 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 empire together. So what they did was one of the greatest uh, co-ops in history is they took the religion of Christianity and and completely perverted it. And what did Christians do? Christians uh, went along with it because they said, you know what, for the last 300 years, we've been persecuted heavily. I mean, look at what like, you know, Nero did and and all the persecution of the early church. Um, they, they used to boldly stand up to it and still proclaim the truth, you know, uh, whatever the consequences were. But then what did they do? They traded liberty and the truth for security and comfort. And isn't that such a parallel to what our culture is doing today? Because people trade comfort and security, well, what they think is security when it's really not. Uh, 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 what they trade their liberties and and the truth away for those for, for those things. The, yeah. This is a gripe that I have with the post libertarians is that it, it seems to me that while we all agree on the negative aspects of the state, they seem to think that. Perhaps humanity needs that structure regardless. Uh, maybe that's what their argument would be. I, I'm not sure. But but it seems to me that they also believe that simply replacing the uh, the shitty the shitty structure of the state and replacing it with the church is is necessarily better. Right. And oh, and while I think it has the capacity to be better. It is not a given it, that it would it, be better it, because it, it there would are be many, many in, evils that could come from having a you know yeah. uh, theocracy as well. Well, I, I don't think I think you know something I talk about on my podcast is the concept of uh, sphere sovereignty, and I think that the way that the Bible talks about authority is that God has 
uh, divinely commanded um, and structured human society and all of nature uh, in, into different spheres of authority, basically. And I think that uh, church does have, like, there should be some structure to the church, but that uh, structure should be different than the sphere of civil authority or or governance. And, you know, I'm an anarchist, but I'm not, you know, I believe in, in law and order. I just think that the state is not an entity that actually brings true order. Um, and I think that's actually very biblical. You know, the the biblical view of, of, of leadership and authority is very contrary to the, the state's monopoly over those things. To me, the state is actually an agent of the beast and of chaos. Well, I think spo and, spontaneous yeah. order is going to happen no matter what. Exactly. I mean, no matter yeah. what, spontaneous order is going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, but it, as long as it's done based off of merit, it's not sure. necessarily bad. Yeah. When it's done, like, it's the same example of having corrupt police. Is Police is the same uh, negative ramifications for a society as it is having uh, corrupt uh parishioners and pastors and, sure. and church well, church people it's like if you can't expect these people to be the arbiters of truth and justice and and all these things and have them be corrupted to their core so i don't know how you remedy that on both fronts though and and i think that just replacing one with the other saying well the state side didn't work let's go with the church side uh, it concerns me. sharia well, law sharia law now there's a reason, <laughs> right there's now. A reason why there's a reason why there's a war on masculinity in general because masculinity generally is correlated with uh order it's the it's the uh the white side of the yin and the yang and fem femininity the, the mother is is correlated with uh chaos because it's giving birth and there's just new things and you know when something is new it's it, it's great it's exciting but it is chaotic because we don't know what to expect from it that makes so, a lot of that makes a lot of sense because women are pretty chaotic dude yes they are fucking chaotic <laughs> drive you crazy i i want to <laughs> give a shout out to uh t for truth too dropping a two uh, twenty dollar super chat thank you uh they said just want to encourage you guys to keep crushing it it's too easy to feel alone and value valuing freedom so much and y'all keep me sane. first super chat to anyone ever thank you very much seriously uh adam two dollar super chat said top lobster knows the ins and outs of the church uh <laughs> and uh t for truth too dropped another five dollar super chat said preach jacob yeah man uh you know it's it's such a it's weird to me because I I lost my faith for a long time right like I wasn't religious for a long time and I I, I started kind of picking it up a few years ago and got back involved in the church and we've had a great church here that just said fuck it we're not shutting down we're gonna have in person uh, um, worship it's still everyone was coming no one has died at the church from you know contracting COVID and and it's a big church it's a, the mission church I mean it's a big fucking church. Um, so, so we got really lucky in that aspect. And I think that this church and the parishioners and the people that go there and the, and I think they've like moved more towards like a freedom direction culturally because of the COVID stuff. You know what I mean? Like these people, they probably were a little blue pilled on a lot of stuff. And, uh, because the state said, Hey, you guys can't have in person, uh, service anymore they've started going hey this state thing might not be such a good idea i, I don't think that's limited to the church sure it's, it's sure, the sure population as a whole but i mean i think i think like, to, to see more christians yeah. getting red-pilled on that in general would be a great thing uh especially in the middle of the country man you know well i want like, i want you guys to to respond on that though top and josh and jacob you guys are like the christian uh, fringe <laughs> by, by my perspective the good the good people yeah, yeah, the, the, good people. <laughs> the moral the moral uh, ones yeah yeah we get it well yeah, yeah no see this is this is what i'm talking about though it's like 
I'm I'm bringing up all of these critiques and concerns about replacing the the state with the church, and no one's addressing it. Like, are oh. you guys? Are you oh, guys I don't want to replace this. Here's, I don't want to replace the state with the church at all, buddy. Who would you Who would you rather have? And you're a libertarian and you're an anarchist. Uh, would you rather have a Biden or a Donald Trump in office right now? Trump. Trump. Okay, exactly. See, but this it's not. I mean, Trump is garbage. Everyone here could nod their head, agree with this. So, would you rather have a godless society? Oh, that making some sales. Would you rather have a godless society? Um, or, or a society with some kind of order that that has been proven to uh, to to drive culture in a certain way, because yeah, the no, same thing is about culture, right? What we're no, if, if we're I, if we're talking strictly preferences, yes, I agree. It, yeah. But still, I, I just it concerns me when I hear people, especially the the Hoppians that are like they're going so radically Christian that they're basically blocking people like me. And, and I, for the record, I don't care if they block me, like you're more power to you, but I don't understand it. Like I, I don't understand why we now, now we have all of these litmus tests that you have to meet to be considered a libertarian, which is already a very high bar given how fucking psychotic people are. And now they're like, and you also have to believe in God. <laughs> it's like, why, why are we adding this to, to this list? I mean, I, if you if you think that I would be a bad neighbor to you, you're out of your fucking mind. You know, like I would be the best possible neighbor you could have. And yet, because I don't believe in God, I'm now considered, you know, perhaps one of the enemy. You know, it's just I don't know. Well, yeah, what I would be a great neighbor. I, Clint. I, I could definitely see you yeah. sneaking over late at night with a bottle of whiskey and blowjobs, man. I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dude, <of> <laughs> some empty land, some empty land next to my, my spot up in Florida. <laughs> And you mentioned the blowjobs at Tops. Like, all right, Clint's a little, Clint's a little further south than I think you're going to be there, Top. Well, it's well, like after I don't... after a certain time, he'll be a little further south. Now, I mean, <laughs> we listen. I, I, society needs order. Okay, like I don't want a society of chaos. If, if anarchy meant a society of chaos, I wouldn't be an anarchist. True. I'm an anarchist because I think, as as Josh put it, spontaneous order uh, is the true order. Actually, I think true order comes from uh, free market meritocracy. And, you know, think yes. about the leaders in our movement, right? Dave Smith, Josh, Michael Heiss, et cetera. No, none of these people coerced their way to the top. They naturally rose to the top as leaders because these are the leaders that we want because they're the ones putting in the work. They're the ones that are being like, they are in a way like, like, you know, like servants in a way to the liberty movement and to all of us who care about liberty. And so they're elevated to the top, not, not, and they're not seizing power. They're just, they're given power naturally because of, uh, of the skill set they have and, and through those voluntary associations. So I, I do want way. That's how, it, how it happens, right. but so it, I, that's so pretty rare. When I, when I say, I think that these, I think that the culture needs the church to step up and fill the role that it needs to fill and that we need to replace the the fake order of the state with the actual true order that uh, you find in if you actually if the church was doing uh, what it was supposed to do and following the teachings of Christ consistently, that is not a coercive order. I don't want a theocracy. I want a culture that is transformed from the inside out through following those teachings and through um, listen, I, I think that some cultures promote liberty and some cultures don't. And I think I, I don't I think, think you yeah. can get there without chaos. 
I don't think you can go from the structured order that we have now to a structured good order well, I'm without not dismantling that... the system. Oh, like no, spontaneous order has to come from something, and there has to be chaos. You can't have spontaneous 100%. order when there is a Well, I want to be, I want to be clear that I, I think there's going to be chaos, too, before we, we come to spontaneous well, order. Well, you need both, right? Like, yeah. you can't have... There's a there, And Jordan Peterson's great on this. Like, you know, you kind of have to straddle that line between order and chaos, because you, you need both. Without chaos chaos there's no creativity there's no creation right sure. um but without I think order what i'm looking for is, is a balance i right, want to exactly. I, I want to balance and and uh, what bothers me with the post-libertarian movement when they talk about you know trading the state for the church is that there isn't much conversation about reforming the church to make mm -hmm. them actually uphold these beliefs that we all value of human liberty and autonomy and all these things oh. if the church couldn't even fucking defend you during the past two years why the fuck would i want them in charge well, you know Clint, like that's that's kind of what when I'm you're saying. selling libertarianism do you lead with uh nick sarwalk and uh andy craig no i've no. literally no. never mentioned we, those guys. yeah, yeah we point. ignore them so like if i was trying to move culture towards the church and listen i'm the first person you could ask my wife my mother anyone in my family i the people, the things that I've said to these people in this church, even during this lockdown, I mean, there's no, no hard feelings. I, there's no hard feelings. I, I don't, I don't, I don't bite my tongue with these people. They disgust me in a lot of ways, but what's going on in the world today, the church is still so much more preferable. So if I were to want to sway people back to this, I would just go as hard as I can at it and see where things fall. Because if you move that Overton window, even just a little bit to towards where they want to go it's better than where we're headed no, so I think, i'm, I'm right. dying in the chat right now guys this is fucking hilarious oh, uh, go ahead. someone said clint would definitely be covering some neighbor's wife and uh <laughs> and ashton's in the chat and she said i'm sorry question mark <laughs> and then she said and then she said hold on hold on it gets better uh where's the next one what about clint doing what with someone's wife uh, so this is this. I'm having a good time over here. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> oh God. You're, uh, Ashton, I've already, I, what I, I already announced night, quite proudly. I was in a monogamous relationship when this episode started, and that I am not a degenerate, despite <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, opinions to the contrary. So let's move past that. And Ashton <laughs> is also texting me Boston jokes and making fun of me for being from Boston. Nice. And 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 uh, Ashton and That's I are, and Ashton and I are both from the Bay Area, Contra Costa County. So we're uh, yeah. we're all we're all just one one degree of separation away, right? Um, and uh, thanks to TJ Fitzsimmons for the uh, $5 super chat, man. He said, that was me. I'm not sure what you're talking about there, but uh, I I'll go with it. That was you. Um, guys, we're getting to the end of this this uh, this public live stream. Um, so Omnicon, man, that's, that's really what got us into this whole conversation here, right? We started talking about uh, the church and, and, and these cities like or uh, uh, states like New York and California and stuff like that. I mean... What do you think it's going to take, man, to end this shit? What 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 can we do? I think uh, continuing on the path that we've been on of of throwing sand in the gears of the fucking totalitarian panopticon technocratic shit state that they're trying to put on us. Um, every time you refuse to put on a mask, every time you walk into an establishment and you give them shit, uh, it it depletes their morale. And I know you know I got into a big fight with Ace and a bunch of other people about this, um, Drew. Uh, I still, I, well, I don't agree with, you know, physical violence against these people that are, are enforcing the vaccine passports. I think that it's still really important that you let it be known that this is appalling and that you try and take your business elsewhere whenever possible. The only time I've worn a mask basically in the past year and a half is when I've had to fly. Um, and even then I still ask the stewardess because leaving Mexico, I had to, I had to get a cleared 
test, a negative test within a few hours of getting on board. And every single person on that plane had to do the same. And yet they still required that we wear a mask, which a CEO of Delta or whatever company it was came out today and said they basically don't work. That was a that was a Southwest. Yeah, there you go. The most based airline. (laughs) On all fronts, it's illogical. It's nonsensical. It's un-American. It's anti-liberty. It's bullshit. And I just I really hope that people uh, feel more courageous and more willing to speak their fucking truth, man. Like I, I've been doing this for a year and a half now, and I know I've inspired a lot of people to start to talk about it more openly, but I still, to this day, get so many DMS from people going, thank you for saying what I can't. Sure. And my point is you can, yep. you but can say what I'm saying. I, I and it drives and me crazy too. when people tell me that I try and tell people too, like it, it's there. The difference between losing your job for not getting vaccinated and getting a fake vaccine card to keep your job is not existent because, well, I mean, the difference between getting vaccinated and getting a fake vaccine card is non existent. If you don't believe in getting vaccinated, then don't fucking get vaccinated. But if you get a fake vaccine card, you're normalizing compliance. You're yes. not making it known that you're opposed mm-hmm. to it. You are telling them that you will jump through hoops to comply even if it's against your values and they're not getting the signal because they see, Oh, he's vaccinated. They don't know you're not vaccinated. And if they don't know you're not vaccinated, they don't see the market signal that people don't want to get vaccinated. So you actually have to stand for your principles and you have to sacrifice something. Look at what Kyrie Irving did. He, he just sacrificed over $10 million, $10 million. Now you could say, Oh, he's got plenty of money. Yeah. But you know, he's probably uplifting his whole community with that money. So he sacrificed a hell of a lot. And the Brooklyn Nets just announced today that they're caving and they're letting his ass play on the road, still not at home in New York, but that's, that's profound. I mean, and, and just that one example, how many thousands of people are going to be inspired to follow in his footsteps. And, and the more people that just take I mean, we only need 10 or 15% of the population to really say no and mean it. And if they do, this whole fucking system comes crashing down. So, like, just don't think that this is too big for you to handle. Like, your little role in this can play such a meaningful uh, decision maker. The Bible says... Go ahead. Go ahead, man. The, 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 the Bible says over like 500 times, either do not be afraid or to be strong and courageous. And uh, I kind of want to echo what both Clint and, and Justin said. Like, um, I, I honestly think that there are more of, of us and more, even if they're not libertarians, there are more people that are fed up with this bullshit than there are people who want to comply. But the problem is people are afraid. And if we are not willing to be like the first ones to stand up and say no and to continue to say no as time progresses. Cause a lot of people, they, they get fatigued, they get weary. It's hard to keep on resisting the yep. tyranny of the state as time goes on. But the longer it goes on, that's when it becomes even more important that we continue to, you know, to be like that, that voice in the desert that keeps saying no, you know, Dave we Rubin keep on taking that stand and point. saying no. Yeah, Dave Rubin had a great point on a tweet this morning. He tweeted a screenshot of a CNN headline that said four out of 10 Americans think we should still take precautions for COVID. And he responded, it's like, what this means is six out of 10 Americans are sick of this bullshit. Yeah, right. Correct. Right. Top. And I, think I think more than six out of right. 10. Yeah. yeah. This, this attitude has been festering since like the early days of Trump where uh, I've seen it. You know, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I've seen a lot of people and, and they'll secretly be like, I kind of like them. Like yeah. some fucking say it, you coward. If you right. like him, speak up. Because the, the, at that time, the whole the whole uh, 
the whole like dialect was, you know, everyone hates Trump. And even if they did kind of like him or were not, didn't, didn't care too much. They just didn't say anything. Right. I was like, yo, speak the fuck up, speak up or you're never going to be able to. And you know, it's, it's still the same thing today, but that's like, it's a tale as old as time. And it's, it's, it's something that repeats no matter where you are, whether you're at your job, whether you're in your church, you don't want to talk about the pastor. You don't want to talk about the supervision. You don't want to talk about this or that. Well, nothing's going to change. Right. And I mean, talk, talking is easy. Talking is cheap and people still won't fucking do it. Yeah, even the easiest thing. Well, and, and I, I want to, I don't want to downplay it. It takes courage and it takes sacrifice and you may lose your job and you may lose some friends and family members in the, in the interim. But what you're, what you're gaining with that is so much more profound because one, you will find yourself as long as, as soon as you start t- telling the truth. And I've been telling people this for a long time now, but it's the fucking truth. As soon as you start telling the truth, so many of your people in your circle will come to you and be like, I agree with everything you're yep. saying. Thank you for saying it. Like, and, and you will be stunned. You're so much less alone, but the only reason you feel so alone is because you think you're alone. If you talk and you tell the truth, you'll find a community that uplifts you. I've yep. done it with my show. I think we all feel the same way. Um, so just please, for the love of God, show some courage because like delayed gratification and sacrifice and having uh, low time preference is all is all belief systems that we we espouse when it comes to investing and all sorts of lifestyle behaviors and things like that. But when it came to COVID, it has not been that way. People have not been willing to to take the hard road in the in the short term to have an easier road in the long. And I promise you, if you if we fail in this fight, the We're, long road is going to be harder than you could possibly imagine. It's like, we so can't, bad. We can't and, and, and lose nothing, this. Right. And and you know nothing can be bore. Uh, nothing good can be born from lies. We have to tell the truth. And even when the truth makes people uncomfortable, um, I'm sorry, we cannot shy away from it. We have to continue to tell the truth because it's only the truth that sets you free. And you don't, you can take that biblically or you can just take that logically or, or archetypically, right. psychologically, whatever. Uh, you, you can't, you know, the lies are not for your good. And the more, yeah. the more rare the truth is, the more profound it is when you speak it. So right now, there has never been a more profound and, and courageous and important time to tell the truth because that you can't find it anywhere. Right. It's like, like the, the whole reason that my show took off with popularity is because I was one of the few, even in the libertarian realm, there wasn't enough people doing what I was doing, speaking with passion and honesty. Like there is a market void here, fill it and you can fill it. Like yep. it doesn't, it doesn't have to be us. It took me no, no overhead to do it on my own. You don't even have to do it with a podcast. Just do it in your fucking day to day life. And you'll find that like the, the harder road right now will open so many doors to you. I mean, look at top. He's, even though his whole life's being uprooted because of this bullshit, he's probably going to end up in a 10 time better position. Um, and it's because he had the courage to, to take the hard road in the short term. Sure. sure. Yeah. we got a couple you more know, super chats before we take off. Uh, Shannon wait, Lee. One long... more thing. Oh, Guys, right. listen, if, if you're listening to, I mean, it's preaching to the choir, but maybe it'll get out there into the space and someone else will hear it. But I find that when you say something or when you, when you're telling the truth or when you just speak something, you verbalize it out loud, you materialize that. And now that's out there, whether you think it's some moo shit or not. When I say something, I told my wife, I said, you know, uh, this design stuff, I'm going to have this. This is going to be my full time job. And I said, if I if I'm at my job within five years, I have failed. And it's been two since I said that. That's so bad. It's about to be my full time job. I verbalized it. Verbalize this shit because hold yourself to it. Go on. Go on on a show or just record yourself and put it on the Internet for your friends to see. And you know what? They'll make fun of you if you fail. Don't fucking fail. Tell exactly. the truth. 
Right. That, use that, use that fear to fuel you, you know? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't fail. I won't, I will not fail. And because of, because of what I have said already, I put my name on this top yeah. lobster. The, the reason that's my name is, is one of the chapters in Jordan Peterson's book says, tell the truth or at least don't lie. Tell uh, the yeah. truth in everything you do, man. That's it. Out of, out of the abundance of the heart, uh, the mouth speaks and uh, a man speaks what he believes. Yep. Yep. Correct. Uh, Shannon Lee, longtime supporter of the of the show. Thanks, five dollars super chat. She said, "So is Adam Kokesh practicing libertarianism by taking a stance in jail, stemming from his arrest in Colorado? Could any Absolutely. of you could 100%. any of you do what he's doing? Yes, that's the answer. Yeah. Yes, I could. Yeah. Yes, I could, and yes, I would. Yeah. So and God I, bless I, I, him. Here's the thing: it's like when you say any of you, like I can do it, Clint can do it. I don't know that Josh could. You got a family to feed. I could mm-hmm. if like I had there's, to. Yeah, there's lines to be crossed, and everyone's got a different line. And props to Adam for doing what he's doing, and all the power to him. But uh, even Jose had a great point when he was about to lose his job for the vaccine. It's like yeah. he's got kids to feed. Yep. Yeah. Like there's a line that not everyone can cross. You know, I, I was you telling know? my friend that when we were talking about the same thing, the fake vaccine yep. cards. And I agree with what you're saying, Justin, but a part of me, like uh, the Machiavellian sense, I said, you know what, man, do what you have to do to survive because if you're broke and busted you're useless to me when so, when we need you so, so that's the thing it's like a fake vaccine card to keep your job to feed your family fine but it's no different in the fight against the mandate right than yeah. getting the vaccine right yeah but exactly. you know not every not every chess piece right. is a bishop some are pawns right. so you know it, it's it, it's kind of rough to say but hey Govern yourselves accordingly. But I'm a queen, girl. You know what I'm saying? I'm a queen. Uh, Chris, Chris Allen, $5 super chat. Thanks, brother. He said, uh, just here to buy Josh a Corona. Clint just tweeted that lookalike uh, with my red Yankees hat and tagged you. You guys are all awesome. Keep it up. Awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, guys, man, we're at the end of this thing. Uh, before we go, I want to find out where my viewers and listeners can uh, hear you, see you, support you, all that great stuff. We'll start with Justin. Where, where can people find you at, brother? Uh, you can check me out on YouTube, O'Donnell for Liberty, or follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm most prolific. They gave me a blue check mark for some reason, and they refused to cancel me. Um, <laughs> at O'Donnell for NH, and I got my, all my links to everything on Twitter. Awesome, top lobster man. Where can the people, yeah. the people on my show, don't know how they can support you? Can you let them know? You can <laughs> toplobster.com. You can catch me there. I've had this, I had this crazy idea, and I spoke with Clint and a couple other guys about it, but. I'm like, you know what? Maybe we could do a little bit more if we had some blue check marks. So, like, let's get, a, let's try to get a book published. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna write one. I swear to God, I'm gonna do it, dude. I, I'm trying. I'm thinking about doing a picture book and just getting like the greatest minds, like, write a short essay and we'll illustrate uh, something right next to it and fucking publish. After it. After hours, yeah. I'll tell you the funny story about how I wrote my book. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, Was it on weed? <laughs> oh yeah. No doubt. And all kinds of other shit, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> J- Jacob, where can people find you, brother? Support you, listen to you, all that great stuff. Uh, it's Twitter at Biblical Anarchy, like it says at the bottom ticker there, and uh, links to my podcast uh, and stuff are all there, or you can go to Daniel318.com. Awesome. Thanks, brother. And, of course, last but not least, Mr. Clint, where can people listen to you, find you, support you, all that great stuff? Twitter at Liberty Lockpod, and it's Liberty Lockdown everywhere else, including Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Blah blah blah. Um, and also, I I did write a piece for someone in our in our realm uh, that's going to be included in kind of a uh, what was Michael Malice's book title? Uh, anarchist handbook. handbook yeah. yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of an anarchist handbook type vibe. So I I will be a published author in a very small <laughs> way. So that's kind of cool. Um, and I also do intend to. I think I'm going to write a book. Like I really do. So uh, stay tuned for that. I'm still 
mulling over the best attack strategy to to go with it but um i have a lot to say if you yeah. can't tell so yeah. it should oh, be one more thing yeah so keep an eye out for that book because i heard it does have good artwork on the cover in the back also if you look if you're at toplobster.com you can check out break the cycle merch i did a whole new i mean i've been working ceaselessly to get yep. this website like nice you can get uh, break the cycle stuff. You can get Liberty lockdown stuff. I have some embroidered stuff for for Clint and for Josh, and we're like revamping Naturalist Capitalist No Way Jose and the Tower Power Hour. We're fucking doing it. It's got it's like it's going to be a one stop shop. So go there and get all your racist merch. <laughs> it right. is. It is. I I have seen the uh, the website and it's a hundred times better than it was when it, when we first started doing this thing. Man, it looks really really good. You can literally Bro, just click see, on the icon for e- any of the shows that you like to watch when, and all of that gear. When you pops see up. A, a bunch of top lobster merch at like the next. Uh, like white power movement march. It's going to be unbelievable. Bro, every every fucking libertarian event I have been uh, to over the last maybe six months, I've seen at least five Top Lobster shirts, dude. At least. Well, you guys, you saw my tweet like a couple weeks ago where like my wife yelled at me because I went to Target (laughs) and bought like a five pack of cheap shirts and she's just like, why are you wasting money on cheap ass shirts like that? She's like, let me help you buy shirts. She's like, why don't you just go go on Top Lobster site and buy more shirts, okay? But I was just like, I don't even have most I think, based woman. I think in, I in have four shirts that I wear that aren't top lobster, like four of them. That's <laughs> I know, dude. Me too. Le- legitimately, <laughs> I have, I have like, I have like uh, my my Mad One shirt because I I love the Mad Ones. I watch their podcast. I got that one too. Yeah. yeah and my wife I, has the uh, Eat My Entire Ass shirt. Yeah. So Toad busted that out. He's also got that one. That's awesome. Uh, and then I have my physical removal shirt from Hoppy and Dot uh, Org that that I'm wearing actually under this hoodie right now. Um, and then I think I have like one red. Oh, I have a, a Slipknot shirt that I wear every once in a while, bright red Slipknot shirt, and one other shirt. Everything else I wear, all my hoodies, all my t-shirts, all top lobster. This this shirt's not bad. Yeah, I wear this a little bit. That's the <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's yeah that's the that's the big uh, Rothbard tier uh, Patreon supporter there, buddy. I appreciate you. Oh, also one last note. Uh, I told I told you guys about this before we started, but uh, I am laying down my verse on a track with. Patriot J, aka Sir Hottest, and the track was produced by Neocon Remover, fucking and it's fucking awesome. a banger. It's called Wild West Pimp Style, and I'm telling you, you guys oh, are yeah. gonna love it. So, guys, it thank out. you for supporting the Neocon Remover fundraiser, man. It was, yeah. it was really oh, yeah. cool. That was a big I one. Was, yeah, that was awesome that you guys just came out and supported them like that. That was great, man. Absolutely, you got every, you got every penny, and uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they, I think they, I think they went two or three thousand dollars over uh, what was uh, what what they were looking for, man. And I'm really glad. That's what a shitty situation, man. That's just sucks, yeah. dude. Sucks really bad. Yeah, he shouldn't have shot his wife, but you know. Yeah, well, you know, every once in a while they piss you off. <laughs> it's chaos, dude. I'm telling you, uh, guys. We all make mistakes, <laughs> guys. I love you to death. I appreciate you all. If you can give me like five minutes or less than five minutes to shut out the uh, the public stream, we'll get the members only stuff started. Cool. Thanks, guys. What the heck's going on here? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. I don't know what just happened. Uh, guys, another awesome episode of Break Cycle. Those guys are all great. Please go follow them, support them. Uh, I want to know how many of you saw the Easter egg of the uh, Sweet Baby Ray's sauce on my my uh, backdrop back there during the show. I didn't see one one comment about it in the chat. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this up there. I just bought a new bottle. Let's see what anybody says. Nobody said a word. That hurts my feelings. I'm not going to lie. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, go check out our sponsors, of course, toplopsa.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great 
uh, getting high on the ideas of Liberty Ron Paul hoodie that you see me wearing today by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount or go join my Patreon and subscribe star. Both of those are uh, forward slash break the cycle JS or join the uh, YouTube membership so you can check out all the members only streams live uh, and you get into a private discord server where you can get all the top lobsters new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the, the general public at a 20, 30% discount. Really good stuff. And of course, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Guys, this will be the last show for the weekend. Uh, next week's going to be a little crazy. I got my good friend Dave Benner from Tennessee coming on. Uh, he's a he's a serious mouthpiece for this this movement who needs some s- serious elevation. So please make sure you check that show out. I'm hoping to get the rescheduled show, uh, Conspiracy Couch show out uh, Wednesday, hopefully with Josh Denny and Dave Casey and uh, Dan Smots. Uh, that'll be a makeup show because last week when I was going to do the show or this week when I was going to do the show, we had a uh, random land hurricane and tornadoes and 80 mile an hour winds. And, um, it wasn't going to get done, had all the kids down in the basement and, uh, the power was flickering in and out. So no way we were going to be able to do a live stream. So hopefully we'll be able to make that up. I'll see you guys. Ooh, someone dropped the Kinder's barbecue sauce in the chat. Oh, that's Ashton. Yeah. Kinder's is my favorite. Definitely the best. Uh, But I will see you guys next week on Tuesday for my show with Dave Benner. Until then, don't forget to break the cycle. to explain the lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse of frame but i just landed in minecraft the helicopter part was in reference to gta 5 and the things you do so when any violence you commit i am not an excuse because i just landed in minecraft what chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a course In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There's nothing I mean, you know it No product is